Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. This is Henry Lopez, and my co-host is David Begin. Today's episode, we're going to drill into the topic of critical thinking skills, specifically how do we teach and help our direct reports, our site managers, our shift leaders, and other employees how to apply some techniques, how to help them develop their skills around critical thinking, around making decisions, especially as it relates to getting problems solved on a a car wash site. And so David has developed and, and published in a manager's minute, this three, two, one technique. And we're going to dive into that and dissect that and learn more about how he teaches his employees how to use that technique. Again, this is from a an expansion of a manager's minute that David released recently. You can find the manager's minute series of videos. They're short videos that provide educational topics. And you can find those on our Facebook page, as well as on our website, at the howcarwashing.com. So let's get into it, David. Critical thinking skills. This is something that I think we've been challenged with when we work with people because it's just not something that a lot of times that people are ever taught how to do. They don't have that skill developed already. Yeah, most most people, you know, uh, haven't been in positions or jobs that required them to think for themselves or think of solutions. So they're just kind of told what to do and they do it. And if we want to grow a team, I think it's really important to teach somebody to be able to think about what they're doing and make recommendations. I think it's a great way to train people is get them to to think and get them to think with you on what the solutions are. You know, a lot of my employees will come to me and ask me what they think I want to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I get tired of it. I mean, (laughs) you know, there's a concept called decision fatigue that owners and managers have when you're making so many decisions in a day, it, you know, it takes a little bit of energy every time you're going to make a decision and you make so many decisions by the end of the day, you're exhausted and your decision-making ability and quality goes down dramatically. So I told my team this year, year 2018 is a year of you guys are thinking for yourselves. I'm (laughs) not doing your thinking for you. And so I've kind of made a requirement that they've got to, you know, come up with suggestions and this three, two, one technique I've heard, I heard it somewhere and I want to give credit to the person, but I can't find the person or I can't find any references to it, but it was somebody else's idea. So if you're listening and it was your idea, thank you so much. I think it's a great yeah. idea. Well, it's like, it's like with a lot of skills and techniques you and I have picked up over the years from reading, from workshops, from training, from others, uh, people, peers that we've worked with. So uh, if somebody does know, and you can post a comment on the show notes page at the How a Car Wash, car Washing, would be greatly appreciated. I want to start with going a little bit more to the roots of why so many of our employees don't have this skill, understandably. You know, some of it is that they're young people, often maybe not formally educated, although I've known plenty of formally educated people that don't have great critical thinking skills. It's from a lack of confidence, a lack of trust. Uh, They might be scared. Maybe the way you've managed in the past might've been that that you don't, you don't entrust and you don't give people the confidence, all of those things. And and what else, David, what have you observed are kind of the roots as why people don't have this skill very developed? 
Yeah, I think it's all those combinations. I think it is a factor of some people that are relatively unskilled and they're unskilled in this technique. Their 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 opinions were never asked for, or if they did give their opinion, it might not have been received like it should have been by a manager. And I've been guilty of that as well, where I shoot down ideas um, that are not, you know, that probably make people feel like that they don't, uh, you know, that their idea wasn't good. And they're, they're probably in the back of their minds and you know what, I'm never going to give my suggestion again. Yeah. And, it, and it's also the easy way out. I hate to put it that way, but if I don't have to make decisions, I'm not going to be held responsible for anything. That's right. Right. And so a lot of people see that as an easy way out. They don't want to take the risk, you know, the risk of failing or the risk of being seen as stupid. So they don't want to make decisions. But I think that's, you know, that doesn't lead to anywhere when you do that, because you're going to be stuck in the same role forever if you're not willing to take a risk and offer suggestions and learn how to think about things. I want my employees to learn how to think about the problem because, in the car washing business, I mean, we're an operational business. So operational readiness and operational uh, excellence is what we want to focus on. And so we we deal with problems and we deal with problems all day, whether it's customer problems, whether it's equipment problems, whether it's employee problems. And we're trying to get it back to what we consider to be status quo or normal. But um, so we're dealing with problems and you got to get people who are good about thinking about, you know, how do you solve these problems? Yeah. Two things that come to mind there as you were talking about this. One is, as we mentioned, us as the leaders and our managers in turn, as they're teaching this skill to others, we have to be careful in how we receive those opinions, those ideas, those options. Because again, we, we can very quickly kill somebody's confidence. And then really it's on us. We're the one we're the ones that are restricting their growth in this area. So I think, and sometimes it's just the words that we choose or how we respond to their ideas and not rewarding or reinforcing that, good, you went through the process of thinking. Now, here's why that option maybe isn't the best, but choosing our words carefully and continuing to instill confidence is key to people on your team applying this. Otherwise, they are going to develop this mode and attitude of, well, I'll, I'll never bring David an idea because he always thinks it's a terrible idea, right? Right, right. Now, the flip side of that, once we've got that right culturally and, and we're responding to that the right way, we're, we're going to make mistakes. But most for the most part, we have an environment and a culture where that's encouraged and fostered. Then I think it does help you to decide, is this a person now that is willing to take this on, to your point? Because I do think, and I have seen, people who hide behind that. It's almost like, oh, I'm going to throw this one at David and see if he can fix this one. I'm not going to help him. I'm going to see how he reacts, right? It's almost like they don't want to put in the effort. So there's two sides of it, but I think it does start with us as the leaders to create an environment that fosters people bringing us those ideas. Right. And the other problem is we're good at it, right? So if you're yes. an owner, if you're an entrepreneur, you're an owner, or you're a manager, you're probably pretty good at this. And so when somebody throws you a question, it's easy for you to want to jump in and try to solve it because you're good at it, right? And they're not good at it. And so you got to step back and say, you know what? I know I'm good at this, but I want you to take a shot at it. I want to see how you think. I want to see how you came to the conclusions that you came to. Yeah, that's such a huge point. Such a huge point. All right, walk us through the three steps then, the three, two, one process that you teach your your managers, anybody who reports to you directly, and then they in turn are teaching it to their staff. 
So the three, two, one is basically coming up with three solutions to a problem. So if a pump is down, for example, you can say, well, we have three alternatives. We can keep the pump online and just wait till it blows up and kind of, kind of baby it uh, for a while. We can buy a brand new pump or we can buy a uh, rebuild kit, for example. So that might be the three options that somebody might give you. So you would want them to come up with the pump is down. The pump is sounding funny. Here are the three different solutions we can do. So, you know, just gives them the ability to brainstorm a little bit. So what are the three options we've got? And then out of that, then you want to say, okay, out of these three, what would be the two that I would probably um, say, these are the two alternatives that I think are the best. Mm -hmm. So out of rebuilding the pump, you might want to say, well, we can buy a new pump or we can replace the, we can replace the parts in it with a rebuild kit. And what you're doing is you're, you're eliminating one. So you're saying, which one doesn't, you know, out of all three of these, which might be really good or might be okay. What's the one that I probably wouldn't, wouldn't do for whatever reason. So you just kind of narrow it down to two and they've gone from their brainstorming of three alternatives down to two. And then out of the two, then you want them to think about, okay, what do I think would be the best solution and why? So either one of those could be a great solution. So we could say, well, I, I think we had to buy a rebuild kit because it's only going to be a couple hundred dollars. And I think we can get it fixed pretty quickly. And I think what's wrong with the pump can be fixed with a rebuild kit. Or it could be, this is such a critical pump. We've got to buy a new one and we've got to get it online. Or let's buy a new pump and take the old one offline and let's rebuild it and let's put that in storage. So now we have a spare pump that we can use next time it's down. This episode of the How a Car Washing is sponsored by High Performance Wash Systems. High Performance Wash Systems is the largest car wash distributor and supplier in the Rocky Mountain region, specializing in providing car wash equipment and supplies. Serving the industry for over 50 years, they are a full-service provider assisting you with site selection, financial forecasting, obtaining financing, architect and general contractor selection, equipment recommendations, and follow-on support. From start to finish, they assist owners with building and maintaining their car washes. Visit hpws.com for more information. So I want to break this down a couple of different ways. One is when you're first teaching this technique to an employee, it's the first time that you, or you're just starting to teaching them this, especially if typically what has happened is that person would typically come to you and say, uh, we got a pump that's not working, or we got a pump that's making a weird noise, right? That's usually where it would begin, right? And that leads to, as we have talked about that frustration. Now you have to do the interrogation and do the analysis. Instead, initially, when you're first teaching them this technique, do you want them to, I'm assuming, go step by step? So here we've got a pump that's making noise, David, and I've thought of three alternatives, I think, with this solution. We can buy a new one. We, we can let it go and see when it blows up, or we can get a rebuild kit and, and, and schedule a time to get that done. Um, I, I think that the best two options are probably the rebuild kit um, or, or getting a new pump, but you know, I know you don't like to buy necessarily a new pump uh, that doesn't make financial sense. So I think that the best choice is we get a rebuild kit and we schedule some time to to do it. And that's that's my thinking. Is that what you want them to walk through is 
to walk through the steps with you when they're first learning this technique? Yeah, I do. I do. Because I want them to come up like if I have an employee that all they want to do is buy new parts. Yeah. And they don't want to fix things. I want to know that. Right. I want to say, well, your thinking here is probably okay, but, you know, maybe we can save a lot of money by just doing a rebuild. Or if they say, you know what, it's such a critical pump, we probably ought to have a spare. So what I would recommend in this particular case is, you know, let's buy a new one and let's rebuild the old one and put that in storage or swap them once we get the old one fixed and we'll have a relatively new one in storage. But I want to see how they're thinking about it, right? I want to think about, I want to, it's not really the decision because I can make the decision for them and it would take a lot less time, but I want to train them to think about what are all the other circumstances you've got to think about in order to come up to the right decision. How are you thinking about the circumstances? How are you thinking about the money you're spending? How are you thinking about the criticalness, if that's even a word, of um, criticality, baby? Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you thinking, is this a real critical part or is it not? Can we let it go for another week? And why would we let it go for another week? Is it affecting car wash quality? And so they're thinking about the bigger picture and they're trying to bring in a lot of different issues, um, a lot of different circumstances into play into their decision. And that's critical thinking. That's really the essence of critical thinking is you're thinking about lots of different things to come up with the best solution. But David, one of the challenges, of course, is that that back and forth to help them learn how to think through how to solve this takes time, takes takes your time. So have you found that it, it takes an, an extra level of patience or focus? That Because very quickly, the the I think the instinct is to just say, to give them the answer, right? And we'll talk about it later. So how do you handle that? How do you balance that? You know, not spending half an hour talking about this, but teaching them how to begin to learn how to think through it themselves and get to the resolution quickly because you've got 20 other things that are pressing for your time. Sure. But it doesn't take that long. I mean, it, it would just, I mean, you got to make an investment, but it's just a few minute investment, right? So if you make them do the planning. So if they still come to you and say, what do you think we ought to do? You say, well, go, go back and do the three, two, one. And why don't you let me know? So I, I send them away, you know, and then say, come back with, with your recommendations. Or even if you just said, what do you think we ought to do? And why do you think that? Mm-hmm. So even if you don't use the technique, ask them their opinion and ask them why. Now you're going to spend a little bit of time on it, but you're not going to spend a lot of time on it. And it's a good investment in those employees. Because how many, how many times do we want to hire or have employees that can think critically? I mean, we all want our, all our employees to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. But you, yeah. you can't expect them to figure out how to do that on their own. They've got to be trained on how to do it. And this is a great method to teach them not only how to think, but how you think. So as an owner, how do you think about your wash? How do you think about all the, the things that come naturally to you? Right. So these things might come really naturally to you and me. They don't come naturally to employees. And I want my managers to think like I think. And in terms of, I want them to consider the things that I consider important and not the things that they consider important. So for a manager, buying a new pump, you know, might be an easy solution, right? Just go out, go to the store, go get another one, just place an order, go get another one. But you know what? I'm not going to spend $2,500 for a new pump as an owner. I'm going to take the time and get a rebuild kit and rebuild it. So that's more important to me than buying a new pump. So they got to understand how you think and how you want the wash to be ran. And it's a great technique for that. Yeah, no, I agree. Two things that come to mind here. One is that 
over time, then what happens is you've also, not only have you developed someone who doesn't put it all on you and helps you minimize that decision fatigue, as you talked about a moment ago, and that person becomes that much more productive and effective. But you also then, I think it crosses over to you start to get a, a another perspective that is valuable, right? They Now they're thinking. Now they might think of a solution that you didn't think about. And so now you're really collaborating on problem solving, and that's when it really gets good, right? Right. And and the other advantage of that is they get to make a mistake without making a mistake. Mm, so, so, for example, if they want to go ahead and buy a new pump. And that's not what you wanted them to do. If they would just ran out and bought a new pump, you would have been mad about it, or I would have been mad about it. But this way I can catch them before they do it and say, why are you buying a new pump? Why do you think that's the solution? And they'll kind of give you their answer and I go, well, it's a $2,500 pump. Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think there's any other way to do this? Do we need it like right now? Well, maybe not. Okay. Well, why would we just not buy a rebuild kit and rebuild it? You know, or maybe they've got a great reason why we've got to get one too. Okay. So then they, okay, well, good. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Let's go ahead and buy a new pump because we need a spare pump. We'll, we'll throw the old one online and take this new one after it's ran a little bit and, you know, put it in storage or whatever it's going to be. So you're catching things early and you're, if they you get to make mistakes with you before they actually make the mistake. Yeah. Again. And again, as you mentioned, you're empowering them. You're, you're making them, you're developing their confidence that they can solve or at least help solve these problems as well. And people really appreciate that. They respond to that. The other thing that you've done and we've done in our environments is you start to set that as a cultural thing where they know when I come to David, I better come with some options because I know immediately what he's going to say. So if you're consistent with that, then people learn and they learn not to just come to you with the problem, but with some options and some p- potential solutions. Yeah. And it's hard for me sometimes to think about doing that all the time. I got to say, Hey, it's hard. Go, go. yeah, because, because I want to solve it. I want to get on to my next issue. So I can solve it in a few seconds, tell them to go what to do. And they haven't learned a thing. You know, <laughs> they learned because I've trained them. Then I train them to come ask me questions on what is that am I supposed to do? Because yeah. I just solved their problem for them. Yeah. So you got to get out of the business of solving their problems for them and have them solve their own problems and then work with them and coach them through that. And if you do that consistently, the quality of your employee will dramatically increase. Agreed. All right. So it's this critical thinking skills development. Again, it's something that most people really in all walks of life often haven't had an opportunity to really fine tune this skill it falls on us as the owners and leaders to institute this as a way of operating. It, sometimes it's not natural. And again, our environment dictates sometimes that we are in firefighting mode and we think we don't have the time to stop to do that. I know best and I'll just make this quick decision. So it really does start with us to take the time to implement this and be, then be as consistent with it as possible and and give it time. You know, you're, it's not gonna it's not gonna be perfect the first time. We I can think of somebody in specific that reports to both of us who initially they, they, it took us several times for them to get it as to what we were looking for them to come to us with when they had a problem. So be patient with it. Understand that this is you're helping them develop this skill. But the great thing about a specific technique like this, David, when you're teaching a skill is you can you can say critical thinking skills all you want, but you got to give someone the easy steps that they can execute to actually develop this skill, right? And that's what this technique is about. is an, It's an easy, relatively easy place to start 
off of which will then come further critical critical thinking skills development. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the most the single most important method to train new leaders. So as you're looking for your next shift leaders or your next site managers, this is a great tool to get them to the point where they're going to be somewhat self-sufficient and they're going to learn to think for themselves. And we can't, like you said, we can't assume people are able to come to us with this ability because it's such a, it's, it's a very rare ability um, for most people because they've, they've not been taught to think for themselves or think. And this is a great tool to help them do that. And if you get your, your managers doing this or get your, your managers to be to do this, um, I think it's a, it's a great tool. Yeah. And on that last point there, it, don't so don't get frustrated when people that you hire don't have this. This is not I don't I don't think we should expect that people have great problem solving skills. I think we do have to teach them. So don't don't get frustrated with this. This is a reality is a reality typically of uh, the level of folks that, that we have on our staff. And and it's just something that's on us as leaders to help them develop. Exactly. I agree. All right. Anything else on it before we close up here? No, I just recommend using it and trying it. And if you uh, if you implement this, we'd love for you to leave some notes for us. We'd like to know um, how you were able, uh, how this worked for you. So go to our show notes comments area and uh, make some comments about this and let us know if you've implemented it, how it works for you. Yep, we would love your feedback. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of the How a Call Washing. This is Henry Lopez and David Begin. You can find our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and at our website at thehowofcarwashing.com. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.